When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Want a better life? Then you need better sleep. And if you want better sleep, you need the Dream Cloud Hybrid Mattress. Order today and get $799 in savings and accessories with every mattress. Visit dreamcloudsleep.com today to experience your better life on a Dream Cloud. Hello there, welcome to another episode of This Week in History with me, your host, Dan the Viking. This week we have a special episode coming, which is a collaboration episode with a lady named Jess. Now, she runs a podcast called Shoes, Booze and Tattoos, and it is a podcast that I have listened to a lot over the last sort of year or so. She's been going just over a year. She does a lot of true crime and some fantastic stuff on witchcraft as well um she is a practicing witch and her episodes to do with witchcraft she does a fantastic one on on salem um, and probably my favorite episode she done one on the serial killers in this country and in the uk uh, fred and rosemary west which was a fantastic episode um so for history her knowledge of crime is, is wonderful and it is definitely something that some of you guys should should check out if you're into that type of history. This week I will give you a quick warning, a quick heads up. There are quite a bit of swear words in this episode. Now if you're not into swear words or you don't like swear words then by all means don't, don't listen to this episode. Um, it's obviously it's two adults having a general conversation and swear words come up especially the difference between swear words in the uk and america so the main point of this was to to throw out a few differences between the countries and a few you know a few things that you may not know and we start with a little bit of uh, a little bit of history a little bit of what's known in london as cockney rhyming slang so to many many americans and uh, Australians and you know Europeans, anybody around the world who is not from London, some of this might sound really strange. You know, Cockney rhyming slang is very common in this, well, especially in in London. Um, it's very common in the UK, and people do understand a lot of it. But outside of the UK, it definitely sounds very strange and a bit weird. So bear with us with that one. Um, I'm sure you'll find certain words that are interesting. Some you may have heard before. And, you know, it's a it's quite an interesting start to the conversation. Now, we had planned to go down a route of different words, different phrases and things like that with this episode. However, with the current climate and things that are going on in both the United States and in the UK in regards to certain protests and things that are going on, we felt it was very important to cover that but neither of us have you know we don't we don't have a million people fan base we both have quite quite similar sites fan bases 
and you know it, it felt like we could get a message across and we we took our our opportunity to do that so it does get a little bit political as you know guys with me personally i tend not to give a political opinion however I will say 100% that I support the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I don't agree with rioting in any any protest at all. I don't think it works. I think it just makes you look silly. Um, you know, there are ways of getting your message across without without using violence. And I do think that that's something that, that we do definitely cover. Um but it's uh, yeah, it's it's a different episode. It's not necessarily history based. That's why I threw in the Cockney rhyming slang at the start, just to you know to give you a little bit of history, I suppose. Um, other than that, it's not not necessarily a history episode. It's more of a bonus episode for you guys this week. Um, for those of you that are on Patreon, I know we have a couple of you guys that have signed up. Thank you so much for that. Um, we shall be doing another episode which will be Winston Churchill part two now at the moment that is an extremely volatile situation in this country so Winston Churchill you know guys if you if you're not on Patreon get yourselves on there and we do we are covering Winston Churchill at the moment and episode two might explain to you guys why his memorial and his statues in London are not necessarily being treated with the respect that you would you would think he deserves. So that's uh, that's for you guys to listen to. But we shall go on now to the collaboration episode with Jess from Shoes, Booze and Tattoos. There we go. Hello. It's all working. That sounds good. Right. I just thought for a, for a kickoff if that's all right, that we'll start with a bit of old school London slang. So now in this country, it's um, it's, co- it's called Cockney rhyming slang. Now, sounds a bit weird, but in it, what we do is it's two words. Nine times out of ten, it's two words. The second word okay. is the word that rhymes, and the first word doesn't rhyme, okay? But the first word is the word that you use. So again, I'll explain. So the first one that pretty is pretty common in this country is Adam and Eve. So if you were in a conversation, you'd go, "You won't Adam it." You wouldn't say Adam and Eve. You'd say, "I don't." You wouldn't. You wouldn't Adam it. So that that's it. Sounds a bit weird, and that's how <laughs> we. Yeah, it does sound a bit weird, but it basically Adam and Eve is believe. So, do you get where the, oh, the okay. rhyme? Yeah, so I, the, the rhyme is the second word. This is hard for me to follow. <laughs> yeah, I think it will be for, for most Americans, to be fair. So, what I thought I'd do is I'd give you a few of them and see if you can guess what they actually mean in English. So, or if I say in English, in American. So. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so I want to... Start with some easy ones. So we've got apples and pears. So it's uh, apples and pears. Mm-hmm. Can you use it in a sentence? Going up the apples and pears. 
I have no idea. Really? It rhymes oh. with pears, right? It does. Yeah, it rhymes with pears. Yeah. Stairs? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Why see. do you do this? It's not as common now. <laughs> it's not as common now. Some of them are quite common. So like, um, you know, we there's, there's some really weird ones. So Barnet Fair is probably one of the most common ones, and that is still used today. So what you'd say is check out the Barnet on that bloke. Hair? Yeah, hair. There you go. See? Okay, that, okay. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? It's that sort of... They do make sense. Um, you know, one I've used quite regularly uh, is brown bread. So if I'm getting in an argument with someone, I go, carry on, mate. You're going to be brown bread. Hmm. What do you reckon? Oh my goodness. I feel like an idiot because I'm trying to think of things that rhyme with <laughs> bread that fit into that context. Yeah. Well, if you put it in the context of an argument. Uh-huh. So, okay, carry on. You're going to be brown breads. Like I'm going to punch you in the head or something? Dead. You're going to be dead. Dead? Yeah, dead. Brown bread is dead. So. Okay. Yeah. Not, Interesting. Yeah, not not the nicest one to use, but it it does work. <laughs> I said that one here, that one does get used. To be fair, um, dog and bone, a very common one. Okay, dog and bone. Mm-hmm. Can you use it in a sentence? Oh, it sounds like a spelling bee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it does. It does. The answer the dog. I'll go pick up the dog. Dog and bone. Uh... <laughs> the dog's ringing. Phone? Yeah. yeah. Dog and bone. bone is phone. It is, yes. Oh it's a weird one. Yeah, that is a yeah, weird yeah. one. <laughs> so um, it's really hard to try to decipher it without any context. I know, yeah. That's why I keep asking you to use it in a sentence. <laughs> Yeah, that would make sense. Definitely use it. I can do sentences with it. Um, half inch. So again, this, I, this was around a lot when I was younger. I'd not really heard it used, um, very much, but if you go, oh, well, where, where'd you get that? You know, that game. You go, I half inched it from the shop. Pinched it? Like stole it? Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. So. Oh. That's why I said I haven't used that one for a long time because I'm a good boy and I don't nick things. So, <laughs> see, we have some similar little sayings, but they're not—they're—they're they're not like rhyming or clever or anything. <laughs> like for something like that, we would say it's a five finger discount. Yeah, I've heard that one. I've yeah. heard that one before. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's more. Um, it's quite old. Cockney slang goes back to like over a hundred years. So a lot of this is it's a way to talk back in the day so people from outside of the East End didn't know you what you were saying. So it, it worked to an extent. And like I said, that's why they cut off the second word. So oh, okay. where'd you get that? Oh, I asked it from 
from the shop. Or if you're listening by and you go, what's he mean with that? You wouldn't know. Do you know what I mean? So that's the point for it. It's uh, it was it was that sort of um, that sort of a, a thing towards it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, this one's one of my favourites, and okay. I, I use this quite a lot. Uh, it's Hampton Wick. So you carry you you're talking to someone if they're being an idiot, they're having a you know they they think they're quite a you know a cocky person or whatever, and you go, mate, you're being a Hampton. Dick. Yeah, it, it, it rhymes with prick, but yeah, prick dick. Same thing. Oh. <laughs> so, um, this one you probably heard, Hank Marvin. You ever heard Hank Marvin? No. No. This one my kids actually <laughs> no. use. Um, so see, it's weird. This is so common to me, but yeah, to you guys, it's it's not. But um, you go, oh god, I haven't eaten all day. I'm Hank Marvin. Starving. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite an easy one now. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but that, like I said, that's really common. Like that, even my missus is from from the north, so when I say things like this, she gets really annoyed because she doesn't she doesn't like it because it's not obviously their their normal way of speaking. So right. when I say stuff like Aunt Marvin, she'll be like, "You're hungry." I'm like, "Yeah, same thing." That is funny. Yeah. Um. So there's there's one that's, I mean, this, my kids use this, but I don't think they use it because they know where it comes from. And it's called a raspberry tart. Raspberry tart. Yeah. So you might have heard of the saying raspberry instead of having a fart. It's a raspberry. You ever heard of uh-huh. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Raspberry tart is a fart. That's funny. Yeah. So we can work along that line. There's another one called Pony and Trap. And if you can work, uh, imagine that, what trap could rhyme with. Clap? Centering around the toilet humour. Do you have a different word for it? (laughs) What, a crap? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not a whole lot of people actually say, I'm going to go take a crap anymore. No, well, see, that's quite common. No, see, that's quite common over it. I think we're just a little bit more vulgar than you are, <laughs> to be honest. We, we... It's like certain words evolve and certain ways of saying things evolve, at least like up here in northern Ohio. Hmm. Very few people say, I'm going to go take a crap. Oh, no, yeah, I don't say, think. I'm going to go take a shit. I'm going to hit, hit the head. I'm going to do something like military yeah. slang is more common than words yeah, that imagine. are mockery Actually. for swear words you know yeah see i think it was just more um i say it's quite an old one right it's not it's, that's not one that i i i've heard used for a long long time um yeah there's one that uh you guys might like it's a septic tank this doesn't sound very nice that doesn't sound nice at all <laughs> no and you're probably not gonna like what it's describing either Oh goodness! Oh, did I get it? Is what? it like derogatory for a woman? No, not not okay, a woman. Okay, okay. No. Then what? What is it? It's a yank. Oh. One of you lot. <laughs> Septic tank is a yank. Okay, so I was thinking about this, and I'm thinking of words that rhyme with 
tank and I thought skank. <laughs> See, that's really not common over here. That word, I mean, I, I hear no. it used quite a lot. Yeah, it's used a lot on American TV, that word skank. It's not really used over here at all. See, that's the first word that popped into my head and that's why I was like, oh, mm. oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, Probably no, we're not that. Septic tank. Yeah, we're not that gross. <laughs> um, so another another easy one, I think, is a tea leaf. So basically, along along the lines of, oh, he's half inched it. You go, well, where'd you get that, mate? Oh, I half inched it. Oh, you're a tea leaf. Thief. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's you know you can have, it does make it does make sense. A lot of this does make sense, but it's a bit. It's a bit out there for you guys that probably don't have a clue what it means. Right, right. Yeah, we don't get it at all. Yeah, I mean, this one, your president has a wonderful one of these, and it's a syrup. So in the full word, it's syrup of figs. A wig. A wig, yeah. (laughs) Definitely has a wonderful wig, doesn't he? Oh, goodness. Just go bald gracefully, mate. I think he's got to that point now. He just just shave it off. Um, <laughs> uh, Did you see that um, Photoshop picture floating around of him with a bald head and a beard? No, that would be. He good looks to watch. like a badass. Do you know? I I mean, maybe contrary to popular opinion, I I don't think he's as bad as the media portrays him. I think. Yeah. I'm- there's. I'm not going to go into, I don't, I hate going into politics because I have very different political views to most people, but I don't, I don't think he's as bad as, as the media portrays him. I think the media makes him out a lot worse than what he actually is, but he doesn't help himself with some of the things he says, but I don't, I don't think oh, he's. yeah. But that, yeah, that can I... be, <laughs> we could spend hours talking about Donald Trump, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, d- I really don't have a lot to say on him. I'm pretty neutral on it. And I'm neutral yeah. when it comes to American politics as well. I don't really agree with either one completely. And I agree with both in certain things. So yeah. I don't I don't mind talking about stuff like that. But I- I'm not on either side. I have friends yeah. that are very far left and very far right leaning. So I see both yeah, points <laughs> of view, and I'm just kind of wedged there in the middle. Yeah, I mean that's I think in certain, especially in politics, you, if you don't have a, a view, just sort of just stick down the middle, don't you? <laughs> stay stay out the way and and ignore people because you can cause so many problems with it. Um, right, 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 right. Right, back back to the matter. Um, this one, like, this is one of my favourite ones, um, which is a dicky bird. Dicky bird. Hmm. Is it a turd? No, it's not as vulgar as that. <laughs> <laughs> um, just be like, be like, oh, um, you go into the theatre, don't say a dicky bird. Don't say. Don't say a word? Yeah, yeah. It's a neat, nice, easy one. The, the one, oh. I'll give you one that I, you have heard before, um, which is Bristol City. You told me this one, and I don't remember I it. <gasps> Do you not? Bit, no. Going back to vulgar, it's a T. <laughs> so, not not what, the nicest. Wait, what one. was the phrase again? You are. What was the phrase again? Bristol City. Bristol City is another mm. phrase 
for, for a boobs. titty? Yeah. Oh. So we're not the most classy of people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you make it sound that way when you leave off little bits. Yeah. It's not it's not the nicest. There's certain things on there that aren't aren't as nice. Um have you ever heard of a Barney? Gonna have a Barney rubble? Mm, I know I've heard it. I think it's a bit more common this one. Especially if you watch British TV. You've probably definitely heard this. Yeah, I, I do like a lot of British TV shows and movies and stuff like that, but it's like all the slang just kind of flies over my head. Ah, oh, fair enough. Well, a Barney Barney Rubble is trouble. Okay. There's gonna be there's gonna be trouble. Okay. Yeah. I always just like I'll try to think of it in context, especially with like TV and stuff like that. What's going on around them? And I can kind of figure it out if they're in an argument and they say that I'm gonna think a fight. Yes. I don't think of yeah. like the the rhyming word. <laughs> No, well, that makes sense, I suppose, doesn't it? Um, another one. I'll just I'll finish with this one because, like I said, I've got hundreds written down here that I could go through, but I'll, I'll finish this one, and that is boat race. Boat race. So if you see a woman, you go. She's got a nice boat. Face. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite That's a nice much one. Much sweeter than I was expecting. Yeah, well, you know, we're not all vulgar, you know, we're not all, we're not all evil. We do have, do have some good ones and some bad ones, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. like I said, there's, there's loads on here, but I, I'm, I'm not going to go into all of them. We could spend hours going through just Cockney slang. Um, oh my goodness. I, said, I know. There's loads. I mean, there's absolutely loads. I mean, you tend to find with, with the English, especially, like we, we tend to use some weird phrases that you probably won't no so like yeah but they're ones that that you will you will use but you'll use them in a slightly different way like the word ass you mm-hmm. say ass uh-huh. so, but it's like but an ass is you would say would you would you ever use in a, in a context of saying i'll stop being an ass would you ever say that to someone i've stopped being an ass yeah so if someone's being an idiot you just go are oh, you being an ass yeah, ass. yeah, we would say something yeah. like that. But I mean, if I was talking to somebody and I was being the ass, I would just say, "Sorry, I was being an asshole." Or, you know. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, so you use the same context as us, but like with a slightly different word. Right, That's right, right. right. Have you ever heard of "ass over tip"? Uh, yes. Um, but I don't think we have the same. Kind like it makes me think of like head over heels or or um ass backwards or you know little phrases like that that mean something, <laughs> but I don't know if it's the same context. Yeah, it's um it's in a context. Well, it's you basically when you're drunk. So you go, oh, you're okay. so drunk. You she went ass over tit. She fell over. So she did a backflip. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We, we have a ton of words and little phrases for being drunk, and that is not one of them. Is it not? Ass backwards was just like doing something wrong or off the wall wrong. Ah, see, I've not heard that one. Ass backwards? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've not heard that. 
That's a new one for me. Funny enough, I grew up with my mom, um, instead of saying ass, she says arse. Really? Yeah. Okay. It sounds weird coming out of an American mouth, to be fair. Really? Yeah. The word arse, it doesn't sound right coming out of your mouth, because it's obviously, it, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't sound right. That's funny. I don't know why she's, she says it like that, why she says arse. Hmm. I don't know where says it like that, but I mean, our family is Welsh, Irish, stuff like that. So I don't know if they pronounce it a little funnier. I don't know. You're Maybe. closer to them than I am. I'm not clued up 100% on, on the Irish accent, to be fair. Well, they can talk and I won't have a clue what they're saying, but I'll love every minute of it. Yeah, I must admit, I am a big fan of the Irish accent. You know, from my you know from a personal point of view, I do do really like the Irish accent. You you and I were talking before though, and you like all accents. I like a lot of accents. There are some accents, especially in this country, that I really, I really can't listen to for very long. Um, but there there are, I think that's it's more to do with the fact I don't understand it than the fact that it's that I don't like it. It's more. So, for, for example, um, my father. Why should you visit Kings Island? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one-day family vacation. Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And, of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at Kings Island, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. Right now, everyone pays kids' price. Kings Island tickets just $45 online. My father-in-law is from Birmingham, so he has a Brummie accent. And the Birmingham accent I can't listen to for too long because (laughs) I don't understand it. But yet his accent isn't as strong as most people because he doesn't doesn't live there, hasn't lived there for a few years. The accent's dropped a bit. Okay. it's not a strong, I mean, but I notice it with myself, you know, when I'm talking to my wife and my kids and things like that, uh, my accent, I mean, even now it's not as strong as it is when I go down to London for a week, spend a week back in London and the the proper London accent comes out and it's just, I find it very strange, but yeah, my voice changes depending on who I'm talking to, which is quite weird. So if we talk a lot, you might start to like hold on to those R's at the end of some words that I notice you kind of leave off sometimes. Mm. No, I'm not. Not. I mean, do you mean words like um, path and things like that, where I add an R in where it, it's not actually there? No, actually, like proper. Oh, uh, like right. Put that hard R sound at the end of it. I notice yeah, a lot proper. of times, like when you and I have a little chat or something like that here and there, you'll yeah. leave that off. Yes. But as we're talking, a little bit of it will come back yeah. here and there. It's not a hard R like I use, but there's a little hint yeah. of it the more we talk. Yeah. So, yeah. You, yeah. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Yeah. With, with with my accent, I tend to drop drop letters and add letters. So like proper. Yeah. It would sound like I've taken the R away and put an A there. Yeah. Even though it's not. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that's that's a sort of my accent tends to do that quite a lot. Yeah. 
I, I have noticed that as you and I talk a bit too. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not the. It, it's it's all right. It, I mean, like I so say, it, it's understandable. It's not like I'm dropping loads of stuff out, but yeah, I mean, I must admit, my my missus does it. So I go, oh, I'll run the kids a bath, and she'll be like, a what? I'll be like, a bath. And she's like, do you mean a bath? And I'm like, no, I don't mean a bath. We're in a bath. She's like, there's no R in bath. We have this R every time, but it's uh. Yeah, we just tend to, to add things and take things out and just go for a bit of a laugh with that. See, it's funny listening to you and not like seeing your mouth move. Because it doesn't make sense. You don't really hear the R too much. It sounds like you're saying BAF, like B-A-F-F. Oh. Yeah, to where like sometimes it sounds like BATH, B-A-T-H, just with a longer A sound. But when you yeah. say it and you shorten it, it sounds like baff or baff. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like B-A-F-F <laughs> instead of any R being present. Yeah. But if I was looking at you and I could actually see your mouth moving, I would see the R kind of placed in there a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I see what you mean. You've now ruined the illusion that we're not in the same room for this. You know that. Well, I can't fly to England. And no. you are not going to fly to Ohio, BFE Ohio. No. It's a bit of a bit of a an out there place to go, isn't it? I suppose. Right. That there are many places in the states I would like to visit. Ohio is probably not on the top of my list. There's not yeah. much there. Well, especially where I'm located too. I'm an hour outside of Pittsburgh and Cleveland, but I'm like ten minutes outside of Youngstown. And nobody wants to visit Youngstown. Do they not? Is it a bit of a bit of a dodgy uh, area? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's n- nobody goes to Youngstown unless they live there, know somebody that lives there, or are passing through. So, is it one of those places right now that's probably seeing quite a lot of problems? Yes, absolutely. Um. Youngstown and yeah. Warren are two of the bigger cities by me. They're both about mm. 10, maybe 15 minutes away. One is yeah. a little bit north and one's a little bit south, but both of them were starting to spill into cities that are neighboring me. <laughs> it's wow. a little bit nerve-wracking, but overall, it's calmed down quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, again... uh You've got to be careful with, with this sort of uh, a situation. But, I mean, yeah. for me, totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I totally understand when law and order breaks down. Why should the people respect law and order when the people in your country who are there to make law and order don't respect it? So, I mean, that again, that's another another whole episode. And for, for the people who are listening to this who are into my episodes, who, who are my listeners, um, I will be covering something in the next few weeks to do with um, race in America, going mm-hmm. back to MLK and sort of the introduction of the KKK and things like that, because I think it's quite important for people who don't know what's going on. And, you know, you hear a lot of this stuff in the media and, and all, all over Facebook about what's going on and people being negative and positive towards it. So I think it'd be yeah. quite nice to, get something out that people can understand where where this actually comes from and where it you know it's sort of been in 
embedded into a society that doesn't really need it. You know, it shouldn't have it, shouldn't be there, but it, it's sort of annoyingly, it's it's embedded into America from sort of the 1600s. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And it's like a long standing thing mm. that people have been told by parents who have been told by parents and it just gets passed down because yeah. no kid looks at somebody and says, oh, you're different. Now I don't want to talk to you. Yes, exactly. Especially it like little, a- little ones. They don't care. Your friend is your friend and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's something that's instilled. Yes, definitely. It's, it's institutionalized in America. But I think, it like is. I said, again, that's something that can go into, uh, can go, it can take this fun episode a completely long, different way, can't it, this one? So, um, well, we'll get I back actually have to... a question for you because I'm not oh, really familiar on. with your, your culture there, I guess. Do yeah. you have issues with racism there? See, <laughs> It would be very naive for me to say no. The, okay. the problem is they they are they do exist. There are issues in this country, but the problem is in this country they tend to be not well publicised. And the ones that are well publicised, I mean, there was a little kid, say a little kid, a young man called Stephen Lawrence who was murdered a, a good probably about twenty years ago now. Um, and that case went absolutely viral. It was a gang of white youths and he was murdered and, and that that went absolutely mental. The, the problem you have in this country is the high profile murders that have happened in the last few years have actually been done by terrorists oh. in this country. So, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, you, it's all over the media, but there's been a lot of terrorist attacks in this country. And I think I think it's sort of we've sort of moved on a little bit with that, but there is still, there is still definitely racism in this country. Um, 100%, you know, but not, it's not just isolated to, to blacks. It's, 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 we, it, it's a, a lot of people that, you know, there's a lot, there's a group in England uh, and in the UK who specifically don't like anyone who's not white British. And okay, the thing is when these, the terrorist attacks were happening, um, over the last few years, these groups have got more and more influential because a lot of people have gone, you know, there, there's white people dying here and no one seems to care and that's all. So a lot of people, instead of jumping on the bandwagon of the people who are committing these crimes are bad, they've jumped on the bandwagon of all people of this nationality or all people of this colour or this race are bad. So it's gone it has gone that way a little bit, but it's, I mean, we're not, we're not to that point, but again, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. You know, this, this whole issue with George Floyd, the main reason this is such a big issue in America is for the first time ever. I think it's actually been recorded. The whole incident of yeah. what had happened has been recorded. There is no way that the police or anyone, no, I'm not saying the police do cover things up because again, that, that opens a, I, I I think there is a possibility, but again, that opens a whole can of whoop ass, doesn't it? If you start saying, oh, they definitely cover things up. So, well, um, like I can say for Americans in general, we all know through, especially yes. those that listen to true crime or anything, we know the police fuck up or they oh, intentionally yeah. <laughs> sweep something under the rug a little bit because they don't want it publicized or anything like that. We know it happens. That's definitely. not to say that these people had the intention of doing that. But we no, know I mean, 
Yeah, and that, that's what I mean. You know, there's definitely, definitely a cover up. And and the thing is, you you tend to find, I find in this country, we're very quick to to cover things up if it doesn't support the majority in this country. So there's yeah. been a case in the UK that has been quite viral over the last couple of years, and that is a grooming gangs in the UK that have been specifically targeting underage white girls that have been between the age of like 12 and 15. Uh-oh. And you're talking hundreds of girls that have been abused in this situation. And it doesn't make the media to an extent that it should do. Something like that, to me, is absolutely vile. It's just as bad as what's happened to George Floyd. But yet it, it gets sort of a media blackout. And that I think that's, I think in this country, I think we, I think our government potentially has more control over the media in this country than your government does. For now, I think maybe. your government, yeah. And I think that might be why, you know, you find that. But I mean, as far as things like, um, do the police intentionally I mean I've watched uh, I watch um, a pl- program on Netflix which is called Black Lightning and it's a brilliant program and if anyone's you know interested it is really really good and you're talking about a man who is the principal or in this country would be the head teacher of a secondary school or high school um, and he gets pulled over by the police dragged out of the car handcuffed and he's in a suit He's in, do you know what I mean? He's well-dressed and you sort of go and he just says, he says to the police officer, you know, what, why are you doing this? And the police officer doesn't give him an answer. And, you know, you're sitting there going, you're pulling him over because he's black. And, and, and the, but the problem you have, I think is as, and I think a lot of Americans would watch that and go, well, you know why he's pulling him over. You know why he's pulling him over. And I know it's a TV show, but the problem is, is how many people have sat there, watched that, and go, he's definitely doing that. That's definitely racist. But uh-huh. then they don't do anything about it. You know, huh. um, I watched a psychologist, uh, a woman in America. She did a show in America, and she actually turned around and said to her audience, she said, how many of the white members of my audience I would like you to stand up if you would be happy to spend the rest of your life being treated the same as a black person in this country? And not one of them stood up. And she said, and that is the point. She said, that's the problem. She said, because every single one of you know there's an issue here. Yeah. Because none of you are standing up. You all know there's an issue, but nobody's willing to speak out against it. So I do think there's more of an issue there than there is here. But to say there's no issue here, it would be very, very naive. Okay. I, I was really curious as to if you had that, because I wasn't sure <laughs> how mm, yeah. that worked there, because I know you have a very different uh, kind of melting pot than we do. We're more tolerant. I think as, as British, we are much more tolerant um, in the way that we deal with things. Um, I do think in America, you, you goes for every race in America, but I think this might be a stereotype, but you mean the British stereotype of an American is someone who's very loud, very boisterous, very in your face. <laughs> um, someone who would, you'd pour petrol on a fire to put it out. Do you know what I mean? That type of person, oh, well, you know, we just need a bigger fire and then it will disappear. That to me is what an American is. 
that's a stereotype. And I think uh-huh. that that is very reflective in, in the way Americans deal with certain issues. I do think that you have a tendency to put fire, fight fire with fire. Do you know what I mean? Rather than right. fight fire with water. You te- and, and I think in, in Britain, we tend to sort of go, oh, we don't like that. We're going to, we're going to step away. And to be honest, it doesn't always work. You know, the way we deal right. with things isn't, isn't always the best way. Personally, what's going on in, in America I think it's going to work. I really I do. I really do. Th- yeah, I really do think that it's going to change the world, and I think it needs to. So, as much as I don't necessarily agree with the ones that are using this as an opportunity to take things, I do well, understand. Nobody agrees with it. No, no, um, but I do understand the concept behind the movement. I, I you know, yeah. I, 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 if for anyone who is on my Facebook, you know. When it all came out, I was one of the first. I straight away put up the the Black Lives Matter page and things like that because yeah. I do I do hundred percent agree with with it completely. You know, it's it's institutionalized and someone needs to do something about it. And yeah. I think I think maybe maybe this is the the cherry on the cake that's going to actually sort this out. I mean, Martin Luther King did a massive job, um, and would he have believed that fifty, sixty years later? this was still going on probably not but it is and now hopefully this is going to cause enough of a a ruckus to actually end it once and for all right and i do want to touch on a couple things real quick i love that we're talking about this because it does need to be talked about i know it's all over the news it's all over social media people are probably tired of it by now but yes Real quick, with the stereotype of Americans, after yes, well, talking with me pretty regularly, mm. do you still hold on to that stereotype? Do you still think Americans are like that? Um, I think there's definitely a sense of certain stereotypes that I do believe are true. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have warmed to this the gun nut that was another one that come out was that you know in this country our gun laws are very very strict in america they're a little bit more well i say a little bit more they're bloody non-existent in comparison (laughs) but um you know i do i do definitely think that that stereotype's still there you know that sort of uh you know we do we do see you as a lot of you as, as gun gun nuts um you know you're talking about a country that's got more guns than people so it's, right. it's very hard to to try and comprehend that, for, especially like I said in this country, it's very hard to comprehend that. Um, but I do, I do think a lot of my opinions have sort of changed a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. It's hard. Like I said, I've been on holiday, and you see Americans in in when you're on holiday, and you know they're American because they're louder than everybody else in the hotel <laughs> put together, and you just go. You also want to walk over and go, will you shut the fuck up? But that's just, you know, if that's who they are. That's funny. That's funny. But as a, as a general rule, I think Americans are slightly louder than the British. Okay. And I, I don't think I'd change that opinion. Do you want to know our stereotype of you? I know you think we've got bad teeth and I don't know where that's come from. Yes. Bad teeth? Yeah, I really don't get that. Dress to impress, 
always sip tea with your pinky out and everything, cross legs at the knee. Okay. That's our like like little image. As soon as somebody says describe a British person to the average Brilliant. American, that's what pops in our head. A big part of that is thanks to American TV and especially like programs like I would I would have to say like Family Guy and stuff like that. Oh, the portrayal God. of British people is bad oh, teeth. Bad teeth. Very yeah. fair skin. Dress yep. very proper, speak very proper, and drink a lot of tea. Well, I'm going to debunk all of that because I definitely don't speak proper. I have a massive beard. I can't <laughs> stand tea. I'm a coffee drinker. I can't stand tea. Uh, my mum does. My mum's a big tea drinker. When it comes to pinky out, I think I, I have done it, but it's normally when I drink wine. I tend to sort of hold the cold wine glass with two fingers and, and stick it. But then that's not... I want to see that. But it doesn't suit me. Um, but yeah, as far <laughs> as dress smartly, I mean, when I when I used to teach, teaching history, I would go to work in a suit. Okay. Um, now I live in boots and shorts. So, you know, it's a... Uh, I do think that, yeah, and bad teeth. I mean, I really don't get that. I've seen that in, in pretty much every... American TV show, especially Family Guy, the way they do oh, that, yeah. that British, and you just go, we don't look like that. But then, uh-huh. I think I don't think we necessarily have an opinion on American looks per se. You know, I think going back a few years ago, you would have said everyone in America is either really really fat or really really thin. <laughs> <laughs> that. that that tended to be a bit of a stereotype because you'd see all you'd all we'd get on British TV from America would be like America's Next Top Model, where every single one of them, I've got like more fat in my thing. little finger, yeah, and then it would be the One Ton Man on the next show, and you're like, really, this guy needs a crane to get to his own funeral? It's that sort of, and you sort yeah. of go, us. Oh. So that sort of stereotype. I mean, the media don't help with things like that, but like I said, that that has sort of dumbed down a little bit now. You've got a lot more. A lot more shows that show a little bit more yeah, real yeah. people, I suppose. I know I met somebody that was from Mexico. Their stereotype of us was all cowboys. Like Brilliant. <laughs> Western cowboys that spoke with a southern twang and obviously most of us don't have that because, you know, that's a southern thing. But I'd love to be a cowboy. It's so funny how these stereotypes are so different. And even when you talk mm. about the different areas of the United States, there's a stereotype. Yeah, see, that's one Even thing. for us, mm. like we have our own stereotypes with different parts of our country. Really? We have accents all over the country that are very different. Very few accents bother me, but I have to say a lot of the Eastern, especially the Northeastern, like Boston accents... I can't. I can't do it. I must admit, that's from Family Guy as well. The the uh, the Rhode Island, that sort of New England accent. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that personally. Or New Jersey. I ain't got time for that accent either. That that is one that that really. Yeah. Sorry to anyone who's listening who is from Jersey. That is an accent I can't play with. I can't. 
that see that one doesn't that bother me too bad i mean it Is depends it on the person and how they're talking it as long as you can have an, an intelligent conversation i can get past the accent i think that's the problem though isn't it <laughs> but with that i i don't remember if it's exactly a boston accent but there's something where they drop the r and put a very high a in there like the only instead of thing saying car it's like ka and i hate that i can't i can't do it that reminds me of the film ted when he says uh, the boston girl in bedroom going hada hada so yes i think that, that always reminds me of the boston accent that one that is so funny because that is the one and only accent that I, I just can't, for a long period of time, at least, I get, yeah I start tuning it out after a while. But pretty much every other accent I've heard, I haven't had an issue with. I can actually enjoy listening to, except for that one. Hmm. I mean, I must admit, I don't tend to have any that, that I can't listen to. Um you know, I find sometimes the Scottish accent can be very difficult to understand. You know, my oh, sister's yeah. from Scotland. Well, no, that's a lie. My sister's actually English, but she moved to Scotland when she was about nine. And now she sounds like she's never lived outside of Scotland. She's got a very, very strong Scottish accent. But, um, yeah, her accent I can deal with. But I find with a lot of men, the Scottish accent, they sound like they're very angry all the time. Uh-huh. And it's, I find that, that to be quite, not, I don't dislike the accent. I do quite like the accent, but I do find sometimes that's quite a hard one to understand. See, I love, absolutely love the Scottish accent. If anybody out oh, there yeah. listening is Scottish, and it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you should start reading bedtime stories for people. Like us Americans, we will listen to whatever you want to say. We don't care <laughs> if we understand you. We just love the British, we love the Scottish, and the Irish accents. There's something about those accents that we absolutely love and will listen to. You do tend to have a, yeah, you, I, mean, I must admit, Americans do tend to have a bit more of a, a love for our accent than we do for theirs, I would say. I mean, oh, me yeah, personally, you see I, us I, everywhere. Yeah. So that's what it is, isn't it? You know, all our TV, like I said, I, I'm on about... Uh, the last four TV shows that I, I watched on Netflix all the way through have all been American, you know. Right. And it's not because I don't like British TV. It's just because Americans make more than we do. You make more TV right. than we do. So, you know, my ability to listen to American accents is, is you know, it's very common. I mean, I even hear my kids, and I kid you not, my kids are upstairs, and they're they're both talking in American accent because they watch stuff on YouTube and they sat there talking in an American accent. And I had to shout out, shout out says, okay, you're fucking English. What are you doing? So it's like, you know, it's just one of them things. I had to tell them, okay, you're English. Stop talking American. And they go, Oh, sorry, dad. Like you will be, you know, but it's just that. That's not just you either. My daughter has done that. I don't know how many times with, Either a British or Australian accent. Oh, okay. So it's just a kid thing. Do you tell her? Do you have a go? Stop it. You're American. Stop doing it. 
Only if she starts doing it outside of her room. Like, if she's talking to me and she just starts doing it, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I've had that. Yeah. It was quite quite fun. Other than that, I just let her do her little thing. Who knows? Maybe one one day she will actually move to England or New Zealand or Australia. You never know. And that'll come in handy. I must admit, I, I had a, I had a point in my life where I wanted to move to the states, but that, yeah. that's gone now. <laughs> that's gone yeah. now. Not, now I've heard about how you deal with your healthcare and things like that. I ain't interested. Right, you and I have talked about that quite a bit. Oh yeah, that's something that might have a reform at some point in the in the near future. I'm I not going to say whether or not I support what, but. <clears throat> I'm tired of paying $600 a month for health coverage and then having to pay out of pocket for everything they decide they don't want to cover. <laughs> I'll, See, I'll I, I don't understand that. See, I mean, you're talking $600 a month there. I mm. pay national insurance. So I have, my, my work is £30,000 a year. And okay. I pay uh, £24 a week national insurance, and that's for the NHS. So that's £100 a month. For NHS, and we get everything. The only thing, I mean, what are your waiting times like in A and E? A and E is that ambulance accident. and emergency? No, it's accident and emergency. Oh, okay. if you okay. if you cut your finger, where'd you go? The emergency room. But yeah, it kind of depends thing. on what hospital you go to. You could be waiting anywhere between twenty minutes to. 12 hours it depends on how many people are in there the severity of your injury how many people like have more serious injuries if somebody comes in with um heart issues or has been in a car accident you get pushed back so it really depends yeah makes sense but usually if you're going in there your fingers cut you just need stitches you're not going to be in there any more than six to eight hours maximum usually your waiting times roughly the same as ours See, that's one thing I always thought was, you know, our waiting times, I think on average, is about four hours on average. Um, So you sort of tend to, I always thought that, you know, the reason we had shit waiting times was because we didn't have as much money going into our NHS as obviously America probably does. And that's why your waiting times would be better. But if your waiting times are the same, then there's... That's based off of like a busy hospital. Like they mm. say the waiting room is half full. You might wait six yeah. to eight hours, depending on how many doctors are on duty and the hospital and everything. There's a little tiny like emergency care center up the street from me, maybe five minutes away. If you go yeah. in there, you're usually taken back, seen by the doctor, diagnosed and out there, out of there within an hour. To where if I go to a bigger hospital that's either in Youngstown or Warren, I'm probably hmm. going to be there at least four hours. Bloody hell. Do you have um, GPs? Is the GP a thing in your country? Like a general practitioner? Like a, yeah. a regular doctor? Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. So you don't always have to go to the hospital? No, no, no. But if you go to the hospital, you don't have to pay for it, right? No. For us, if you have private insurance, like if you're not under the poverty line and qualify for government assistance for mm. medical, usually the the normal cost for an emergency room visit is anywhere from 125 to 500 dollars. 
Bloody hell. Just to be seen. Seriously. And you're charged for every bandage. Mm-hmm. You're charged for every alcohol wipe, every tissue, everything. Bloody hell. You're charged for everything. Yes. Having a baby. In the heat of the moment, you're not just keeping it calm, you're keeping it cool too. With an ice cold cold brew. And not just any cold brew, but one that's slow steeped and mixed with brown sugar and molasses flavor. With a cold foam infused with brown sugar coolness and a cinnamon sugar sprinkle on top. That's keeping it calm, cool, and cold brewed. With Dunkin's new brown sugar cream cold brew, America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sink a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite. NetSuite.com slash go. NetSuite.com slash go. If you are just normal, healthy, have a normal delivery, nothing out of the ordinary, no medication, it's about $10,000. Holy crap. You have to pay to have kids. Yes, you have to pay to have kids. And that's for like a very basic insurance plan. Wow. Because a lot of times you have to meet a certain deductible of qualified (laughs) qualified things that they will cover that's mental yeah that's absolutely mental like i was talking it's all free i just had an issue where i found a lump in my breast which oh wow was cause for concern because breast cancer runs in my my family i went to go have it checked out for them to bill the insurance and then the bill to come to us it would have been Hmm. $2,200 that we would have gotten because my insurance did not cover a mammogram and an ultrasound because of my age, because I'm only 30. They don't cover it until you get to be 45. So you had to pay the two and two and a half grand. Well, we talked to the doctor's office to pay cash. It's a lot cheaper. You pay the same day. I ended up paying about $300. For both. <laughs> yes. Bloody hell. That would literally... That wouldn't cost a penny. Yeah. Well, here it's very different. Uh, it ended up coming back to be just a cyst. I had, to ha- I had to have it aspirated. So I have to pay for that. And then the, I Jesus. also have to pay for the testing they do on the fluid that they removed. And I have yet to get that bill. But that was billed through our insurance. It was $400 for them to do five minutes of work, <laughs> to put a needle in and to extract it, and then it was done. It was 400 bucks. Oh my God. I can't, you can't even. That's not going through insurance. Not going through insurance. Right. If it had gone through insurance, it could have been three times as much, four times as much. And that's because. And your insurance them... don't cover that? No. My insurance would not cover any of it. Why do you have insurance? This is what I don't understand. <laughs> this is the thing I've always thought. Like, if you have insurance, like we have, we have to have insurance for for the dogs. Mm-hmm. So, if we, for example, a dog needs a surgery, and it's going to cost five hundred quid, or let's let's say 
500 quid is not a good example. Let's say it's two grand, yeah, for the surgery. Okay. We'd go into the, the vets. The vet would go, have you got insurance? And we'd go, yeah. And they'd go, right, okay. What they would do is they would contact the insurance company. The insurance company would pay them the two grand. And then my insurance company would contact me and say, you have to pay the excess of 500 quid. So we then pay the insurance company the 500 quid. That's how it works. Oh, my goodness. That is how our insurance for people works. Do you have insurance for pets? It's available, but it's very expensive. Like, you're going to pay just as much for your pet as you would a person. Jeez, my insurance for my dogs is £4 a week. No, Ours is more like 25 to 50 for one. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think ours is about two pounds something for each dog. Yeah, a week. It's nothing. See, ours is much, much more. We're not required to have any kind of insurance for our pets. No, the we're only not. Thing for us, like um, certain counties that you're in will decide that you need to have a license for your dog, and you have to have your dog registered. Hmm. But other than that, there's no real restrictions or requirements for you to have pets wow we ours are just chips we have to, in this country we have to you have to have a chip in the dog the microchip just to show who he yeah. is and where where they're from but that's that's it that's the only law they, see not that's not a law here <laughs> but you have dog pounds as well don't you, you actually have people to yes. go out and catch see now that's something i never understood because I see it on uh, on TV. You see it on films, uh, like Lady and the Tramp. That always springs to mind. You've got the dog catcher, Lady and the Tramp, that goes around trying to catch the dogs. And so, you watch it and you go, how many stray dogs do you have in America? We literally have none in this country. There are no stray dogs ever. Really? Really. They do not. They, I, I, I'm nearly 30 years old. I'm 29. I've never seen a stray dog in my life. Oh, my goodness. They just don't exist. This is something you and I never talked about. I didn't know this was a difference because here, stray cats and stray dogs, oh my goodness. In the summer, especially, if there's stray dogs or stray cats out and they're not fixed, they will have kittens and puppies and continue to have them. (laughs) And then there will just be more stray dogs, more stray cats. A lot of people do try to take them in. But it's very hard to home a feral animal, an animal that has never been in a home. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. And we do have a lot of those. I mean, and there's people here. I have seen people in apartments that I've lived in where they'll just let the animal go when they don't want it anymore. They had a big drive in this country around the 80s. They had a big thing that went round, and it was a, a dog is not just for Christmas. And that's, you'd right. see it on the back of everyone's car, and it would always say a dog is not for Christmas. And not a dog, not, dog is not just for Christmas. And that was a massive thing. Now, this is prior to me being born. You, I saw a few in the 90s, but <clears throat> obviously I wasn't born in the 80s. So I don't know prior to the 90s whether stray dogs were a thing. But like I said now, just, just don't exist. You get the odd stray cat. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe one or two, but not not enough to to you know write home about. It. It's not a big deal. I see you know what I mean? Tons. It's not. 
Yeah. I mean, feral cats are a normal... <laughs> they're kind of like a normal thing you see all the time. You see outdoor cats and you see stray cats that you know have not been in a home. And you see stray dogs, especially in rural areas. You'll see them quite mm. a lot. But I think that might have an effect on why we have so many more than you do. Because you don't have as much rural area as we do, do you? No, we don't have as much space, you know. Right. We, we were talking like before, you know, like saying most of your houses are single houses. You've uh-huh. got a front garden, a back garden. You've got down the side of each house. And majority of houses in this country are what we call terraced houses. So you'd have maybe six or seven houses in a row. Uh-huh. Um, and that's that's the majority of houses. That's not like every now and again you'd see it. You're talking majority of houses in this country are, are terraced. I mean, I, I deliver for a living. That's my job now. And, um, you know, I've gone down streets where you're talking maybe two or three hundred houses row to row, end to end, the entire length of the street. Oh and it's just goodness. not something you see over there. Everyone will have a back garden. Don't get me wrong, it won't be a very big yeah. back garden. It'll be the width of the house. But, you know, I mean, that's another thing. Like, I mean, my back garden and my front garden are both the width of my house. They're not bigger, whereas you tend to find in America, your gardens are a lot bigger. Right. They? Well, you call them a yard, don't you? Yes, we call them the yard, the front yard, the backyard, side, yeah. whatever. For us, we live in this teeny town. You and I have talked about it before. Hmm. Our population is super small. Our graduating classes here for the schools in the town I live in are like 70 some people it's very small <laughs> but i still have neighbors yeah, that, that is are kind of close you and i will have to do a video chat later so i can show you what our yard is like and then my neighbor yeah. has another plot to where his yard is huge it's so much Love bigger just weird but like so that's we're we're just so used to everyone having the same size you know what i mean that's that's just how it is in this country everyone you know everyone down one street i mean the estate i live on you do have estates you know what an estate is for us an estate is just a realty property an estate can be any size really no see an estate in this country is um an area so i live in grimsby Grimsby has maybe 10 estates. So there are different sections of Grimsby that will have a load of houses. So on my estate, there's maybe three, probably about 400 houses, maybe, maybe more. Every single house is more or less the same. There may be slight differences, but they're roughly all built exactly the same. Okay. So I think I know what you're talking about. We have something similar Like, a lot of times here we'll have something that says, like, Belmont Estates or something like that. They're not super common. Like, they're not scattered all over the place. But they're homes that are all manufactured in a little neighborhood that are all very, very similar or even exactly the same. Sometimes there will be a single house. Most times, though, it's a duplex. So they'll be connected by a garage or something. Hmm. We'd call that a semi-detached. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it is. It's like, it's almost like, yeah, well, a house on its own is a detached, and if there's two together, it's semi-detached. So. Okay. 
See, it, it varies around here because we also have duplexes that are like there's garage, house, the other house, and then another garage too. Because that's a duplex for us to where the houses are touching. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. To where a lot of times the ones that you say are semi-detached, like if the garage is just touching, that's kind of more considered like a condo or a a single home even yeah see we don't get we don't really get stuff like that we have like so it's mainly just detached semi-detached and and um like i said terraced houses and like so we also get um like flats so you don't have you do have flats but you call them apartment blocks so we call them flats right yeah it's the same thing um so we do, we do have sim like on that on that basis. We're, we're quite similar with with that. You tend to go into bigger city centres or more densely populated areas than they are absolutely right with high rise flats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the bigger populated areas do have a lot of that. And even where we live, like if I look out my back window, there's something we call fourplexes because there's four apartments in each building, two upstairs, two downstairs. You know. Mm. And those are everywhere. What you call the more floor? Of those, huh? If you've got a, like you said, you've got two upstairs, two downstairs. What floor is the bottom floor? The one you walk in on yeah. is the ground floor, first floor, and then the one upstairs, the next one up, is the second floor. Yeah. See, to us, the bottom floor is exactly the same. It's ground floor. There's no for the second floor up. That's the first floor. Third floor up. Oh that's, the third, that's the second floor. So we almost get rid of. Um, it's just ground floor is, is bottom. So the bottom okay. floor is not the first floor. The first floor is actually the second one up. Okay, so if you go to like a hotel or something like that, you have ground floor and then first Number floor yeah. is up one. Yeah. Okay. See, for us, a lot of times you'll push the buttons on the on the elevator, and you'll see. G slash one. Yeah. And then second floor is the next one up. Yeah, see ours will just and go G. Or first floor. floor. Yeah. Okay. We also call them lifts, okay. not elevators. Oh boy. Yeah. Because they lift There's you. Funny little differences. <laughs> yeah. There is. There's definitely some weird weird ones. The one that always yeah. got me with weird words was eggplant. See, I'd never understood that. And I know it's completely off topic, but eggplant, <laughs> you have eggplant and zucchini. And those uh-huh. two really, when I'm listening, I'm like, what the hell is an eggplant? But over here, we call it an aubergine. 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 And a, a zucchini is a courgette. And you also have something over there called yams. Yeah. Yeah, they're sweet potatoes. Well, we kind of use those interchangeably. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, see, we don't use yams at all. But I found myself actually saying it once. And I was like, (laughs) I went into a shop and I picked it up and I went, oh my God, it's a yam. My my missus was like, what are you on about? It's a yam. It's a yam. It's a sweet potato. And I went, do you know what? I've never seen a sweet potato in my life. All I'd seen is from TV shows, American TV shows, where they, they use these things and they call them yams. So uh, my mind went straight to it's called yam. 
obviously, oh my goodness, no one in this country calls them yams. So I was like, felt a bit stupid then, but see, it it really depends here who you're talking to. Hmm. Certain people will say that they're yams. Certain people will say that they're sweet potatoes. Usually, from what I notice, since I'm in the Midwest, yeah, kind of like the northeastern corner <laughs> of the Midwest, my grandma refers to like the Thanksgiving dish that we have, where it has like the the sweet potatoes with uh, brown sugar, butter, and like marshmallows. Those she calls yams. To where if I just go to the store. And get these sweet potatoes. She calls them sweet potatoes. So it's like she refers to them as a dish. Not necessarily uh, a plant. So that right. could be part of it. That's but fine. like here. If you go to the store. And you get canned sweet potatoes. Or canned yams. That's another one I find strange. With you guys. Is you call that a can. So do you get canned. Yeah we call it a tin. So like baked beans. Would you call them canned beans? Yeah. Or yeah. Um, I'm going to go get some canned food, you know, to stock up yeah. the pantry or whatever. So I'll get a can of baked beans. Yeah, see, that's a tin to us. A can is beer. Beer comes in a can. Okay. Coke comes in a can. We we still call that a can. Yeah, <laughs> So they're, but they're completely separate things. You know what I mean? They look completely different. Yeah, it's it's more a reference to what they're in. It's still mm. a metal container yeah. for whatever we're using, and that's yeah. we just say can for that. And you use the wrong word for the metal that you have as well. We pronounce it right. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> you sure about aluminum. that? Aluminum. It's it's aluminium, but it, it, it's um it's due to the fact that I I always thought to be honest. Every time I heard it, and I always heard, and I, I used to scream at the TV, and you hear someone on, a, on American TV, and they go, an aluminum can, and I used to scream, it's aluminium, and I used to get really angry about it, and I've actually since realized that you actually spell it differently, because I always went, how can they be so stupid to say something <laughs> and miss a, a letter, not just miss a letter, a really important, why are you missing the U, you used to really annoy me and really bug me. But yeah, like I so say, you, you know, you guys spell it differently, but I found that you actually drop the letters and it's the same with things like color, the word color, you drop uh-huh. the U in color. Um, and I found out why it's because when the printed press started in America, you actually used to spell things exactly the same as we did. But the printed press in America started charging per letter, not per word. And therefore right. Americans to save money would drop certain letters out of words that weren't necessary so you know i say color you say color i put you in it you don't but there's no difference in the pronunciation so you've not actually lost anything and people putting it in the paper would save money so that's why it changed your how do you spell aluminum then uh a-l-u-m-i-n-i-u-m so you don't have the U. Okay, we took out the I at the end. Yeah, I-U-M. Yeah, we yeah. just have U-M. Yeah. Aluminum. But, yeah, which is why when I used to sit there and scream at the TV going, you're spelling it wrong, you're spelling it wrong, or you're saying it wrong, sorry. <laughs> you're actually not saying it wrong. You're saying it how it's spelled, but you spell it different to how right. we do. 
So that was the confusion. See, and it's funny because that makes me think of like the, 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 how we refer to aluminum, especially like the kitchen kind of aluminum, like tin foil, Mm -hmm. aluminum foil. Yeah. That is different all over the U.S. I might say aluminum foil to where somebody in the South, especially, especially might say like tin foil, like the I-O-L sound is just O-L. Oh, that's weird. We call it tin foil. See, if you listen to like hillbilly horror stories, you'll see, you'll hear Tracy say certain things like that. It's just O-L. O-L. Well, that would irritate me, I think. But it's then a I, southern thing. Yeah, but then I, I must admit, when I when I watch TV, I do really like the southern accent. My dad's uh, my dad's actually got friends who are from Tennessee, and um, yeah, their accent. I I love their accent. I could listen to them talk all too. day. Yeah, it's definitely got a got a good vibe to it. I like that. Have you have you ever listened to? <laughs> The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. At Mattress Firm's Black Friday Now Sale, save up to 60% on Sealy with queen mattresses starting at $279.99. Talk to a sleep expert today and unjunk your sleep. Graveyard Tales? No, no, I must admit I'm quite... I'm quite weird with my podcasts that I listen to. There's literally maybe two or three that I actually listen to. You might love it. I might have to give that a listen. One's from Tennessee and the other is from Texas. Awesome. So they have that that southern accent, but mm. they do really good research and they cover a lot of the um the paranormal stuff. So if you're into that, you'll love it. Yeah, I'll love it. But those paranormal. accents, you get to hear how they pronounce certain words and different little different little phrases they use. That's cool. Because, like, with me being in the West Midwest, some of the things they'll say are totally, like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, different how you pronounce it. Right. It's not even just pronunciation. It's little phrases they use that I'm just like, what the fuck does that mean? Awesome. Wait, can I swear? Yeah, I've been swearing. Okay. <laughs> that, that just popped into my head as soon as I said that. I was like, Uh-oh. You swear all the time on your podcast. You don't need permission. I absolutely do. But I didn't know, like, if you wanted to kind of... Keep it family friendly. No, fuck it. <laughs> Go for it. Speaking of swear words. Go on. You have a word that you guys say very liberally that is a big no-no here. We do. You do. <laughs> we do, yeah. I don't even say it unless I'm, like, angry. That would be what you guys inadvertently call the C-bomb. Yes. Yeah. Very common words, very easily used. Um, Even to the point that, like, stupid things, like, I mean, you'd probably probably kill your husband for it, but... It's simple things like if I if I get out of the shower, for example, and I go to the missus, I'll get us a towel, and she'll be like, "Why uh, get it yourself?" I'll be like, "Give me a fucking towel, you cunt." 
that, sorry to anybody who doesn't like that word, but that is, and she'd just be like, oh, for God's sake, she'd just go and do it. But it's not necessarily, I mean, it is a horrible word, but I don't think we, it depends how it's used, I think, in this country. If you, if I screamed it at somebody, they'd know it's aggressive, but you can use it as a term of endearment to an extent. So, so it's like our word bitch, like it, like, hey, bitch. And mm, yeah. it's not necessarily always bad, Yeah, but it can be. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. But I mean, you'll find a lot of, a lot of people hate it. And a lot, I mean, my mum will be cringing now that she's just heard me say that because my mum hates the word. And a lot of people do still hate the word, but yeah. they were just, I think we're, we're really, we're really laid back in this country when it comes to things like that. You know, even things like, you know, like I was saying in my last episode, drinking and smoking, you know, I drink not a lot, but I was saying the last episode, you know, I sat there and did a, did a whole episode with a bottle of wine. And it's that sort of a, mm-hmm. in, in the U S it's not as, you know, you don't tend to drink casually as much as we do. Um, you know, going into shops and buying fags is not necessarily a big, you know, it's a big no, no out there. You know, you sort of get looked at a bit funny buying cigarettes and things like that. Whereas in this country, it's just really common. It's just everyone. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of right. quite liberal with things like that. And going on to another political thing, but like gay marriage was no one cared in this country when they passed it. You go the odd handful of people that right. were like oh no maybe that's wrong but i would say 99 percent of this country just went yeah fair enough about bloody time it's that <laughs> whereas america it was like 50 50 split you know half of you were like yeah that's right. great and half of you were like no god hates do you know what i mean it's that sort of uh yeah and i think we're i think again i do believe it comes down to religion a lot in this country this country is really not religious at all you know, handful, handful of religious people in this country in comparison to the, the US. You know, you're talking, what, 80, 90% of your population is Christian? It's got... Um, no. Is it not? Um, no. If you... And I only know, know this because of another show. Oh. <laughs> like, the, the, the show Small Town Murder, they actually go through, like, all these different small towns and say what, like, the national average is for religious people and it's about 50 to 60 percent are religious it just depends most of them are like yeah i'm christian but i don't really you know care Mm. what other people do i'm gonna mind my own business to where some people are more what we call bible thumpers yeah to where they force that on other people we do have quite a lot of those. Yeah, I mean, we do as well. But And I think because we have such a large population, there's more of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we do have, um, like, like I said, it's just, I think in this country, we tend to sort of, we've stepped away from religion a little bit. I mean, we do, a lot of people are still religious, um, but right. I think they're they're more tolerant religion, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Are you, right. Like you Knowing said, your that Bible you can't thumpers. force that. Yeah, we don't tend to have very many of those that go around and you will convert to Christianity, Jesus will save you. You get the odd one or two, but not to the extent that you you have over there. So I think that's 
that's something that right. is, is a bit different. See, for us, it's normal to have churches that have missionaries to where they'll send groups of people to other countries. Mm, yeah, we get them here. To convert people. And that's a very normal thing. A lot of churches do that. They'll fund like a trip to Taiwan or, <laughs> you mm. know, some places where they think are in need yeah. of christianization yeah we're gradually getting away from that but then it's it's like a flip-flop little things pull us back in yeah and then we we work our way out a little bit to where we're realizing well if one group can have this dominance everyone should have the right to yeah and i do like that we're moving more in that direction it is taking some time yeah but I think we'll eventually get there to where we're pretty even keeled and realize that we can't force stuff on other people. No, no, that's the best way to be, isn't it, yeah. really? But like I said, it's just, I mean, there's slight differences between the countries. And, you know, I think we've we've covered a few of them, haven't we? Definitely. We, we have covered a few. There is one that I really wanted to touch on. Go on. Because this is something that if somebody comes to... America from mm -hmm. England or goes to England from America, it might it might screw you up a little bit. And that's the way you write the date. Yes. Date, month, year. Yeah. Day, month, year is how you do it. We do month, day, year. Yeah. So if it's in under 12, if it's in the first dozen, Yes. You might get a little screwed up and your legal documents won't be accurate. Yeah, like I said, uh, my birthday is the 9th of November. So over here, my birthday is 9-11. Right. But. To where if you wrote that over here, that would be September 11th. Exactly. Which is a, a different date entirely. Yeah. And it's but the yeah. same with my birthday too. I'm January 8th. So I'm one eight ninety. Yeah. To where if I was over there, I would have to write eight one ninety. Yeah, bit of a difference, which, which would be, yeah. It is, because that would be August here. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah, it's weird. But like I say, it's just certain things that we we have slightly different in cultures. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll yeah. catch up with us one day and, and realize we're right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, probably There's not. another one you do that I thought was so funny. Go on. Just to cram one more in here. Go on, we'll cram it in. Crosswalks. It's a pavement. Oh, no. You, oh, crosswalk. You're on about zebra, cross, zebra crossings, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's called a zebra crossing. It's got black and white stripes across, which means pedestrians have right away to cross. So that's zebra crossing because it's black and so white stripes. Do you actually paint the black on it? No, it's just the or tarmac. Or is it just like a black top? It's the, no, it's the tarmac, and then it's white, white cross, white lines painted across. Not all of ours have that. Ah, well, a lot of our streets, like I've gone on streets that still have brick roads, but that's weird. We don't have the black top on all of our streets. No, we don't on all of them, but you know where the white is. That's uh, covers that. Yeah, we just have crosswalks, and we have them in larger cities as well, and it's just a crosswalk. Like mm. in Youngstown, for example, you'll just have two lines going from one side of the road to the other, 
And that's the little area you walk in to get from one side of the street to the other. Hmm. I am going to have to wrap it up there before my dogs decide to kick off in a minute because it's just coming to the time where people are going to come through the house. That is fine. So This was so much fun to do. It was. <laughs> we'll have to do another one soon. Yes, because you had a big list of things that we didn't even touch on. No, we'll have to do that, definitely. So another episode will be coming very soon. Brilliant. Well, thank you for listening. Well, I hope we all enjoyed that episode. Uh, like I said, it's something a little bit different this week and just wanted to, to sort of move a little bit away from history and, and have a bit of a laugh with it, have a bit of fun. Um, just before we go and we do say goodbye for this week, I do want to just cover a couple of uh, reviews that I've had over the last couple of weeks. I haven't actually managed to get round to it yet to, to give them a shout out and you know, I do appreciate your reviews. Anything that you guys give me as a review, I, I do I do enjoy reading. I do definitely puts a smile on my face when I get a five-star review. So, you know, if you guys are enjoying the episodes and you do you do enjoy what I'm doing, then please, by all means, leave me a review. Let me read it out, and uh, I shall give you a shout-out when, when, when we next get them. Um, we'll start with one, this one's from the United States, this is a man, uh, well it could be, I'm assuming a man, um, John Sims, it says Dan has a way of telling the story so it's interesting and sticks in your head, I wish I had him as a teacher back in college, keep up the good work, so thank you very much for that, uh, these next two are actually from Australia, uh, first one is Chris Buzz, uh, really interesting podcast, very well presented, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but this one is quickly becoming my favourite. Thanks so much, Dan the Viking. So, again, thank you for that one. Uh, this one, two slips and a gully. So, for those of you who don't know, that is a cricket reference. And this one will be coming... Uh, this is very, very important to me, cricket. I, I'm a massive, massive cricket fan, massive cricket player. Um, so, for those of you that are interested in cricket, either I definitely know my Australian fan base will be. Um, I will be doing a history of the Ashes at some point, and for those of you in America, that will give you a chance to learn about one of the greatest games in history. But anyway, this one's from Two Slips and a Gully, and it just says, "The Viking really knows his stuff. Great topics: Red Baron, Bismarck, the Fire of London, all very interesting. I'm driving my wife and four kids mad with all my new stories. Keep up the great work. Thanks for your efforts, making history great. So, you know, like I said, guys, I, I really, really appreciate you guys leaving me, uh, leaving me messages and things like that. So." By all means, you know, get yourselves leaving me reviews, get yourselves on Facebook, feel free to send me messages, uh, the email address twihpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at This Week in History as well. So, like I say every week guys, thanks for listening and just remember, we all have history, so make yours great. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? 
they may drop little hints like beautiful day out even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with geico or yard work is hard much harder than bundling with geico which was easy or it may be even subtler like speaking of burgers we bundled our home and car insurance with geico and saved a bunch of money bundling is easy with geico just ask your neighbors